Sorry, I'm running a little bit behind today. I'm, st I'm still in the shower. I need to Can you turn around, please? Can, can you turn around so I can get out of here? You hand me the towel and... How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. <laughs> oh, really? We're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot to talk about today. So much to talk about, and I am fired up. I am absolutely ready to go! There is no gray. But in last week's debate... Joe Biden confirmed his plan to abolish the entire U.S. oil industry. I said, you mean no more oil, Joe? Just black and white. No oil, Joe? This is the truth. She even said, why did you say that? This is Danny Land. All right, big breath here. This, this will be a very interesting podcast. Who is the idiot that decided to tape a podcast a couple hours after uh, he had oral surgery? That would be me, okay? My name is Danny Chekolinski, a retired former radio super personality that lives in Willoughby, Ohio. Yes, it's uh, 20 miles east of downtown Cleveland. I live alone because I've upset my ways. I refuse to compromise. If you are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. We speak only the truth. I don't mean any harm. Sometimes people get offended by my, uh, my honesty. I'm not trying to win a popularity contest, okay? I've got enough friends. I don't need somebody showing up on a Saturday morning unannounced. It's a potato salad that's going to sit in the sun as we play badminton in the backyard. Look, we're less than a week away from the biggest election in my lifetime. It's not going to be pretty, and I'm going to explain why. We're going to cover last week's debate. The Hunter Biden story is getting more disturbing than I even, than even I imagined. Kamala, the Catholic queen, broke a federal law while she was here in Cleveland. She should be in jail. Details coming up. We're going to make another funny phone call to the Democratic headquarters in one of the counties here. Uh, unbelievable ending to the Browns game last week. But first, I got to tell you about, I got to tell you where I just came from. All right? I had a crown that fell out of my mouth back in June, and I, I needed implant, first one. So I have to uh, go to an oral surgeon for that. So today was the day that I had, the, I had a post put in. You ever, you ever price how much that costs? And I've got, a, I've got good insurance. I could have had a nice down payment on a freaking car. One tooth, five grand. Five, do, do I get to go in the champagne room? I told you, it's a process. It started in June. I had the extraction. They did a, uh, what is it, a bone marrow graft? Yeah. That means I've got a dead person's DNA in my freaking mouth. And I paid a lot of money for it, all right? So today, as I said, they screwed in uh, some sort of uh, metal post. I don't get the crown until next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me, let me give you some advice here. Never book an appointment right after lunch. Because I found out that my doctor likes a lot of onions and jalapeno peppers in a sub. I, I put so many bad things up my nose in the past that I really don't have a sense of smell. Or at least I, I, I didn't think I did. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Shitmouth leans in and says, you might feel a little pinch. You know, I don't really care about pain at this point. I, I care about your breath. Which, uh, it, it was strong enough to knock a maggot off a gut wagon. And then he puts a, you've been to the dentist before. They put that spotlight in your face. He's got that freak show mask on. He's breathing so hard. His nose hairs are going back and forth like a, like a party favor. Would it kill you to rinse with scope after lunch, Dr. Shipbreath? 
let's get going. Uh, less than a week away from the election. The, the Constitution is at risk here, folks. And I, I said this last week. Trump is going to win. He's going to win by a landslide. I'm, I'm not prepared for anything else. I'm all in. Debate last, uh, last week. Trump, I'm sorry, much more effective being calm. He needs that uh, suburban housewife vote, and they don't like the conflict. They don't like the yelling, the name calling, because yelling means anger. Not good. Trump, uh, he came out swinging kind of in a, a passive-aggressive sort of way. He focused on the fact that uh, Biden, Sleepy Joe's been in Washington all his life, and he's done nothing. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do it? You were vice president. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do, and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago, and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. I would have never run. I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. I think that's much more effective, too. Very calm, very focused, determined. Probably know that they had a, they had a mute button on the mic so the candidates would not talk over each other. I think it favored Trump because Biden has no idea what he's saying. He wanted, he wanted to eliminate the Oil business. Okay, I have one final would question. Would he close it down falls, the oil industry? It falls. Would you close down the oil industry? Way, I would transition from the oil industry, yes. Oh, I would that's transition. a big statement. It is a big statement. That's a because big statement. I would stop. Why would you do that? Because Why would you do the that oil exactly? industry pollutes significantly. Oh, oh, geez. I, let, let me uh, educate uh, Sleepy Joe on uh, the oil industry. I did the research. Took me, what, five minutes? The oil industry. It accounts for 8% of our economy, 10.3 million jobs. Let that sink in. Now, fracking. Fracking produces 67% of natural gas. If you eliminate that, you're going to lose another 14.8 million jobs. I'm stuck at math, right? I rely on a calculator, but I don't need one. Joe Biden doesn't care about you or your family. He cares about himself. You, you want to sign your own death certificate? That's up to you. Then vote for Biden. He, he doesn't even hide the fact that he doesn't like you. He brags about it. He could be bought. He could be massaged. He will, if he's elected, he's going to sacrifice our nation's security to make his bank account bigger. He's done it in the past. He puts his uh, personal gain ahead of national security, and then he, he brags about it. I am a recovering narcissist. I know narcissistic behavior. They were walking out to the press conference and said, no, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Well, son of a bitch. America is starting to see the true Biden criminal empire. Yeah, I said it. Let's go back to the debate. When, and I'll explain the criminal em, uh, empire here in just a bit, okay? I'll back it up with facts. I'm not just throwing stuff out there. 
Just talking about the, uh, the the debate. Biden, now when he speaks, it's just a matter of time before he makes a fool out of himself. I'm watching the debate, all right? And I almost fell out of my seat. That happens a lot because I'm a fat ass, but that's another topic for a different time. But I almost fell out of my seat because of what Biden said. He meant to refer to the Proud Boys. It's a big, nasty, right-wing group. Again, he doesn't have any idea where he is or what day it is. And he said the poor boys. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire. Every single one. Started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's getting rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. Listen to that last comment about the uh, the foghorn and the whistle. We're going to save that for the funny phone call coming up here in just a bit. Let's start with the poor boys. Who are they? I, what do they do? Where do they go? I'm not sure where the poor guys go, but I do know where the down boys go. I'm sorry, it's horrible, I know. It's not coming right Oh, tr- hey, trust me, we're just getting started here. We're just getting started with this clown. Joe Biden, stand with the debate here. Joe Biden, he wants 11 million illegal immigrants to get the right to vote. Anything that is predicated with the word illegal should not be allowed in the voting process. But, but that's what Democrats do. They offer favors for votes and loyalty. Uh, case in point, no, nobody likes to see kids in cages, right? Right, that's obvious. But when you break the law, that's what happens. It's called, it's called cause and effect. And the Obama-Biden administration, they built those cages. We're talking about illegal immigrants, kids in cages, right? But Sleepy Joe would not admit it. They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper And it was a picture of these horrible cages. And they said, look at these cages. President Trump built them. And then it was determined they were built in 2014. That was him. These 500 plus kids came with parents. They separated them at the border to make it a disincentive to come to begin with. Let me ask you a follow-up question. They did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to that? They did it. We, we changed. did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about who we're built the cages, about. Joe. Mm-hmm. And again, they continue. Nice and calm, Mr. Trump. Very calm, cool, focused. Just like a boxer. Stick and move. Stick and move. And he, uh, the way he brought up uh, Hunter, yeah, Biden's son, Hunter, you saw what's going on here. It's disgusting. The guy needs some help. But just talk about how it pertains to the election here. The way that he brought Hunter into the conversation and the money laundering, it, it was a, a passive-aggressive sort of way. He, he calls, you know, you're the big guy, right? The big dude, the big guy. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made $3.5 million, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10%. To the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10% to the big man. 
Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. All right. It's a good, good excuse right now to stop and make a funny phone call. These are real, okay? There's no actors and actresses. This is, this is the real deal. I pick up the phone, I call, all right? So we're, we're going to call the, the Democratic headquarters. We'll pick a county here somewhere in, uh, in Ohio. And we'll call as the big guy, looking for H, meaning Hunter, right? And we're going to work this one in as well. There. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Uh, Democratic National Headquarters in my county, that is Lake County. And again, they should recognize the behavior and and quotes from their uh, from their leader. Headquarters. Hello. Uh, hello. Yeah, this is Democratic Headquarters. All right, it's me, the big guy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All right, I'm looking for H. You're work looking for who? Uh, it's the big guy calling. I'm looking for H. Oh. The big guy. Who's the big guy? Well, you know, all, all men and women were created. You know the thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, who you're looking for Rich? I'm looking for a dog whistle as big as a foghorn is what I'm looking for, yeah. Oh, well, that's me. All right. All right. Do you mind if I just reach in there and smell you? Sure, go ahead. You got a granddaughter I can sniff on, perhaps? I'm the big guy. So what do you want, big guy? I want four more years of Donald Trump. Do you really? I do. Well, I'll tell you what you need. What do I need? I need that foghorn as big as a leghorn as a whistle thing, right? You know the no, thing. No, you need you need a psychiatrist. I already I already see one, ma'am. Oh, he's not doing his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lady was great. Hey, that's how you do a phone call. Stupid radio people. Are you tired of the mask yet? Hmm? Are you t- I'm 56. I got a bad heart. I live alone. I never go out. Some, some states are in lockdown. Others aren't. The Chinese plague is firing up and things are opening up. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. Let's be honest. Unless everybody is on the same page, we're never going to know what we're dealing with. There's a difference between a mandate and a law. Mandates are like, a, I don't know, a suggestion. Laws have to be voted on and passed. If you elect Joe Biden, you're going to be wearing a freaking mask the rest of your life. As president, I'll mandate mask wearing in all federal buildings and all interstate transportation. So you're driving around in your car by yourself, you got to wear a mask? We've all laughed at Joe Biden, right? But now, again, we are less than a week away from an election. I wouldn't let this guy in the White House if he was on a paid tour. As the sun sets, the Biden opinion, I'm sorry, it changes every single day. As I said last night, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. But you haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Well, no, I'm not shutting down the neighborhood. Would you be prepared to shut this country down again? So if the scientists say, shut it down, I would shut it down. 
confused. 18 seconds right there, and my, uh, my freaking brain's like cooked spaghetti at this point. I would say our national security is at risk with Joe Biden. It is. This would be the, all right, the cliff note version of the Hunter Biden thing, if you don't know. Hunter's an addict and he's sick, okay? Unfortunately, dad brought him into the uh, conversation by using him. Hunter was basically, he was a pimp. You want to meet his dad? When he was vice president, he got some money. The money was at the Hunter. He would then disperse the cash. Where'd it go to? With the dad, Barack Hussein Obama, who was president at the time. We're talking about the Biden criminal empire here. Now, keep in mind, nobody, nobody has denied the authenticity of the leaked Hunter Biden emails. Dumbass Hunter left his laptop at the shop. He never picked it up. Or was he actually trying to scream out for help subconsciously by, you know, blowing his dad's, you know, I don't know. It's pretty deep right there. So you want some proof that the Biden family is indeed a criminal empire? This is a Hunter's uh, business partner, Tony Bobolinsky. There's no doubt that this guy made the deal. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. Uh-huh. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face-to-face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. Tells you a lot, does it? First of all, that guy's got uh, protection right now. He separated himself from his family. You know, we, Vince Foster, does that mean anything to you? Yeah. People just disappear. But based on what he's saying about the Biden criminal empire, I'd keep Sleepy Joe in the basement too if he had to face this campaigning. It's amazing to me. I, I'm a guy that doesn't have a college degree. It's amazing to me that Joe Biden is the choice of the opposing party to lead the greatest country in the world. He's lost. The left never reads the news. They, they just go out there and they say things. There's no research whatsoever. They, just, they process, it's called processing externally. All right? Tucker Carlson was called up by that uh, freebie Goldberg. She wanted an, uh, an apology. <laughs> Tucker, went on the, Tucker went on the air the other night, and uh, he, he, he used a real name. And he carved up Whoopi like she was a piece of fresh sushi. Karen Johnson is a former actress from the Johnson. 80s who now appears on a daytime entertainment show on ABC, often under the stage name Whoopi Goldberg. Johnson usually sticks to celebrity-related topics, of course, but this morning a producer told her there had been a presidential debate, so she decided to weigh in on national politics. And I want um, Fox yeah. News to apologize to, to Kristen for the nasty way they've been treating her before this debate. I want them to apologize. Yes. I want Tucker Carlson to apologize to her. Apologize? Well, we certainly would do that, except no one here can remember ever mentioning Kristen Welker's name on our air. We've never attacked Kristen Welker, honestly, ever wanted to attack her. Some of the questions she asked last night obviously were loaded. 
She's probably a liberal, but she's far from the most unreasonable person in the media, not even close. In fact, by current standards, she did a pretty good job last night. She came off as more fair than some of moderated debates. Good for her. So sorry, Karen Johnson, you got the wrong show. Call us when you've got a Kardashian update. The original Karen, it turns out. Yeah, there's, I mean, you want to know how much of a waste of space Whoopi Goldberg is? I want you to listen to her cluck like a hen on, uh, on The View about how she thinks Dr. Jill Biden would be a great Surgeon General. I'm not kidding. We all realize that, uh, that Dr. Biden has a doctorate in English, right? Yeah. You, you just can't make this shit up. And Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General. His wife, yeah, Joe Biden. Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would been, never do it, but she, it, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. Oh. She's an amazing doctor. Right. She's I just a doctor like, and PhD. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a lawyer. I think, I so. She's, she's oh. a teacher, but you know. My God, Whoopi, put down the chips, get on the Peloton, and turn on Fox News. Figure out who these people are. I mean, it, it'd be like your nominee. Why not go for Doctor Feelgood or Doctor Doolittle? Dr. Dre. Stupid. Couple of more things. Sleepy Joe's running mate, Kamala. She was in Cleveland over the weekend. She showed up at... Listen to this. She showed up at the election headquarters in Cuyahoga County. That's against a violation of federal law, but again, they don't care. But at least know what freaking city you're in, all right? She grabs the wireless mic, and you can hear it. She doesn't even, she doesn't even cover up the mic. And she, you can hear her go, are we in Cleveland? Yeah. I'm not making it up. Are we in Cleveland? Are we in Cleveland? It's Cleveland! Oh, Jesus. It's Oh, my God, lady. Seriously. Figure out where you're at. Thank God you didn't have to call for an Uber. Do you know how to work Google Maps? Please. Keep in mind, this is a woman that swept her way to the top. She raised her legs to the ceiling fan to climb the corporate ladder. I'm making that up. So she was, uh, Kamala was in Cleveland talking about the Chinese plague, uh, Chinese plague, rather. And you all know that the uh, population of our country is 380 million people, right? Here's the, here's the cackle queen. It has taken the lives of over 220 million Americans in just the last several months. <sighs> Listen to how her heart just bleeds, and she doesn't even... One more time. <sighs> that has taken the lives of over 220 million Americans in just the last several months. Now, if that's true, okay, do the math here, folks. If the 220 million people are dead, there's only 160 million people left in the country. Oh, that, you know what? Perhaps she's on to something. Perhaps there really was a zombie attack, and we, we don't... Oh, my God, they're coming right after me now. Oh! Oh! What is happening to me? I'm feeling it right now. Oh! Here we go. I got hair legs. I'm sniffing it. out of breath doing this. All right. Long way to go for a shitty joke, I know. All right, let's wrap it up. I love football. I love the NFL. I bleed the brown and orange of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. 
I was uh, I was six and zero against the spread with the Browns this year. That was until this uh, past weekend. They were in Cincinnati, favored by three and a half. I said it was going to be a blowout. I was wrong. The Browns the Browns won on the last second play. Oh, this was an amazing game. Right, let me let me set the stage for you. Okay, here we go. There we go. Down by three. Sixteen seconds left. Again in Cincinnati territory. No timeouts. You kick the field goal. It's a 42-yarder, and you tie, and you hope for the best in, in overtime. Well, the Browns rolled the dice. They gave the end zone one last shot, and lo and behold, listen to what happens. Two receivers left, one right. Mayfield back to pass. Looks, going towards the end zone, and it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Touchdown! <laughs> he got it! He got it! The freaking got it! With 11 seconds left to go! That is an outstanding play-by-play announcer. His name is Jim Donovan, okay? Uh, Jim has been uh, with uh, WKYC, the NBC affiliate here in Cleveland, I think for most of his life, and that was from the Browns Radio Network. Hey, the Browns have never won a Super Bowl. They've never even been to a Super Bowl, but Amer- I'm sorry, they're 5-2, and two, and in 2020, I think the Cleveland Browns are America's team. Las Vegas Raiders coming to Cleveland on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And I'm going to be honest, all right? Browns are the worst 5-2 and two team in the NFL. They're favored by three. I'm just being honest. Take, take the Raiders and the points. Browns are going to lose by about 10 or so. All right, Tuesday is election day. Or as they say in China, it's election day. I'm planning on a Wednesday podcast, but I'm not, we don't know what's going to happen, all right? We don't know. I might go a day late. If things start to get shitty, and they will, go out, vote if you haven't done so already. Get home and be with your family. Don't be out there. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be bizarre. I have my own website. I blog there. Facebook Bandit. It's not offensive at all. Check it out and tell me if I'm wrong. RadioDanny.com. Tell people about the podcast. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, the power of the podcast comes from you. 24-hour comment line. Always open for anything you want to say. Anything. 561-318-3702. If you missed the number, just look at the logo, okay? It's, it's printed on the logo for you, okay? Thanks for listening. We're going to talk again uh, next week. Shut up and sit down. Have just experienced the truth. Those asinine morons who canceled us were themselves fired for incompetence. Make sure to tune in again to Danny Land. I'm charming and clever, and I can unhook a bra with my toes. Be Danny's Facebook friend at Radio Danny. He'll be sure to send you pictures of his wang.